Good morning and welcome to Equippers at Home. Thank you so much for joining us today as we are still in our houses. Um, we've got some updates coming up on that uh, during the sermon. Uh, so we've, we hopefully we'll see you face to face in the not too distant future. Um, but before we go any further, we've got to stop and say a huge happy Mother's Day to all the mothers tuning in. Thank you so much for all you do for your families. You are sacrificial and you deserve all the honor today in your homes. And uh, so dads, kids, treat your mom uh, well today. Take care of her. But uh, I understand the complexity of today. Um, I understand that Mother's Day isn't a celebration for everybody and uh, that there's a lot of people that have a difficult time conceiving that there are pregnancy issues, fertility issues, and um, that that's a real raw place for a lot of people and it's a real place of shame and difficulty. And there's also some mothers who may be tuning in today that have, have lost children and although you're still a mother, it's just not the same and uh, there's some people tuning in today that are estranged from their children and that relationship has been strained. And so I just am believing for God's grace to flood your life today, that you would experience his presence and healing in a really significant way. And, and I, I just believe that God's able to heal. And uh, so whatever it has been that's been causing the fertility issues, I, I just am believing for a miracle in your life. We're gonna continue to stand with you and pray with you and believe uh, that God would give you the desire of your heart. And uh, before we get to the announcements and worship, we've got a, a special message from some of the kiddos in the church. Check it out. I love my mommy because she cuddles with me. I love mommy because she loves like it when she dances with daddy. I love my mommy because she's nice. Happy Mother's Day. I love my mom because she does so much for us. Happy Mother's Day. My mommy because she helps me get my jammies on every night. I love mommy because she's sweet and loving. I love mommy because mommy tickles. I love my mommy because she's pretty. I love my mommy because she's nice to me. I love my mom because she's helpful. I love my mom because she gives us warm blankets. I love my mom because, well, there's a lot of reasons why I love my mom, but my mom is one of a kind, and anybody who knows her will say the exact same. Um, she is my true role model, and I just want to say happy, happy, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. How cute was that? Kids are the best. And uh, if you are looking to connect with our church in any sort of way, uh, maybe you've been here a while and you just want to get in the loop about what's going on through getting on our email list, or maybe you're new with us. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect with you. You can go to equipperscc.com connect, and someone from our team will be reaching out or will update your info, however you want to use that form. Uh, it's a great way to get connected to all that God's doing here at Equipper Central Coast. And also, if you'd like to, to give, we are so thankful for your generosity. And, and we are, are a generous church. Our church is, uh, is exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine in the way 
we're able to use resource to really grow and build the kingdom here on the Central Coast. So I encourage you to, to hop on board, to get generous in your life, to test God and his ability to provide for you as you put his kingdom first. And so go to quippercc.com give, and you have a few options there. There's tithe, there's offering, missions, and there's still our COVID-19 relief fund, which is open, and uh, all those funds will be designated to help those directly impacted by COVID-19. But hey, I, I don't want to take too much of your time. We're going to sing together. Uh, Jessica and the team have, have some songs for us. But join with us. Engage with us, whatever that looks like in whatever setting you're in. Uh, tune your heart to, to God and uh, join us in worship. Love you. See you in just a few minutes. Good morning, Equippers. We're so happy to be with you in your living room this morning. Wherever you are, we're going to praise God. He's so good to us, and we're so thankful to be just singing praises to him this morning. Our God, a firm foundation, our rock, the only solid ground. The nations rise and fall. Kingdoms once strong, now shaken. We trust forever in your name, the name of Jesus. We trust the name of Jesus. You are the only king forever. Almighty God, we lift you higher. You are the only king forever, forevermore. You are victorious. You are the only king forever. Almighty God, we lift you higher. You are the only king forever. Forevermore, you are victorious. Woo! Sing unmatched. Unmatched in all your wisdom, in love and justice, you will reign, and every knee will bow. We bring our expectations, our hope is anchored in your name, the name of Jesus. Your kingdom has no 
God, you're victorious and we worship you. We just give you all the praise. We give you our attention. We give you our love. God, we give you our thanks. We just come before you with thankful hearts right now. Lord, you're so good and you're so great. We love to worship you, Jesus. Jesus, 
for who you are, the great King, the mighty of mighties. Oh, we worship you in this place right now, God. Oh, all the earth and all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Oh, he's beautiful. 
Good morning once again, and welcome to Church at Home. Uh, this is our ninth Sunday doing this, uh, which seems crazy. It seems like the longest nine weeks, but the shortest nine weeks in the world. And uh, in case you're wondering, it is Sunday. Um, it's hard to keep track of the days. <laughs> but um, today we're going to have just a conversation. Uh, my name is John Sparrow. I'm the lead pastor, and this is my dad and our senior pastor, Pat Sparrow. And uh, this is pretty much unscripted. And just wanted to do this together. We just kind of felt led to do this format. And one, uh, kind of update everyone on where we're at uh, as a church and in terms of gathering in person and when and how. And just give an update of how we're tracking with that and going about that. Um, but also lean into um, some biblical principles, just some themes we feel like God's saying through this. And so um, I'll just give an update. I've been meeting with uh, local pastors and been pretty engaged on a daily basis on just trying to navigate what's best for our community, for our church. And uh, we're doing that accumulatively uh, just to honor one another and uh, really go about this as a united front on the Central Coast. And so I met with a group of pastors on Monday and uh, we were given a set of guidelines by someone uh, at the county to make decisions. And uh, we started planning that way, prepping that way. By the next day, it had been overruled by uh, the governor. And so our local uh, guidelines were, were irrelevant. And so we kind of are back to square one. Uh, we're waiting for uh, Governor Newsom to, to lift the shelter in place in order for our local county uh, to actually move forward in what we would be able to do in, in terms of meeting face to face. And so uh, it's longer than we expected. Uh, and uh, it's, it's trying. It's difficult when you start to get your hopes up and sort of the next step and what could be and then, you know, kind of retracts. But we're, we're convinced and what you'll hear from this is that we're, we're still convinced. We're certain that God's in this and that it's his timing. We don't want to run faster than him. I, I don't want to get ahead of God in any of this. And um, I'll, I'll speak into it a bit about just patience, perseverance and sort of his method on, on how he, he does things. But uh, just so you do know, um, we have our eye roughly on May 31st as as potential uh, date to get together. That would not be at the Clark Center. Uh, music venues and, and things of that nature are at pretty much phase three of this reopening plan. So that's out of the equation for a little while. But we have some alternate venues and some really safe uh, open air places that, that we're exploring to be able to see you and worship together. Um, that actually ends up being Pentecost Sunday, which is cool. We, we thought of that date yesterday together and uh, then, you know, just looked it up after and it's Pentecost Sunday. So uh, who knows what God might have in store for his church on May 31st. But thank you for tracking with us, for following with us, for continuing to gather with your families or friends in your home. And uh, we look forward to when you can invite more people to your house. Uh, that could be as soon as next week where you can have a few more people over and do church and get fellowship back as a component of your life. So we'll keep you updated and, and continue to pray for us and the local pastors and, and the way we go about this um, it, uh, global pandemic. 
Who would have thought? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I just think it's worth mentioning just the amount of time and energy that you guys are taking, we're taking in this conversation, that we are connected. John is regularly, like you said, almost every day on updates. It's a blessing to know that we have the favor of the local officials. Like mm -hmm. they are on the side of the church. They're Absolutely. pushing with us mm -hmm. uh, to try to make that date happen sooner than later. Yeah. But they are in the same place. They need to be mindful of statewide compliance. Uh, but at some point, the the gates are gonna lift and we're mm -hmm. gonna go forward. And um, we are also, we do a weekly conversation with the, the Quippers pastors internationally starts at midnight on Friday. That's a real commitment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, and last week I did a call, it started at 1 a.m. with uh, Patrick Dixon, who's a, a futurist, a, a friend, but also somebody that's been involved with uh, pandemics for a couple decades, actually starting with the AIDS virus. And so staying up on this, the trends, the potential one way, the potential another way, all of that is, is taking lots of time, lots of prayer, lots of insight. But I... Mm commend you on on what you're doing john with the guys and the the this idea of unity and cooperation um i think it's hitting another peak again and mm -hmm. i look forward to that and trust that on pentecost sunday if we do manage to come together yeah it's going to be a repeat of acts chapter two they were mm -hmm. together yeah. in one accord we may not all be in one place but we'll be together in one accord yeah. and we're trusting something heaven's going to respond in an amazing yeah, way and it absolutely could be another new chapter in the book of acts yeah totally yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're an extension of that yeah. and uh it, it was actually beautiful yesterday uh i was on a zoom call with dan dow our district attorney and a, a few other people um actually it was a lot of other people there's 59 faith-based or, based organizations and um it was pretty amazing there's a muslim fellowship on there there was uh jewish the lutherans baptist uh Presbyterian, it crossed denominations, cross beliefs, and everyone was on there with this common goal of moving forward and what was best for their community and their congregation. And so it was actually pretty amazing, the, the cooperation and the honor and the respect that everyone was showing each other. And uh, I know some people might believe different than us, but I think there's still something to say, according to Psalm 133, uh, it says that where brethren dwell together in unity, God commands a blessing. And so I think we can be full of expectation that God's going to command a blessing on the central coast uh, and when things reopen in a healthy way and a unified way uh you want to go into things blessed don't you right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, but i think yeah. i want to i want to just make this point that that looking for those values is not the same as passivity there's nothing mm -hmm. there's nothing passive yeah. about the position that the pastors are taking that we're taking no. that we're talking about and mm. we understand uh, the angst uh in in with certain people and their position and their drive and the, of course the economics the jobs yeah. the employment all of those factors mm -hmm. really do weigh in and they're they're being weighed in for weighed in on and mm -hmm. uh it, this is not by any means a passive position but mm -hmm. it is a uh, a prayerful position it's yeah. one that, you know wanting the, wanting the best for as many people as possible and we'll see where that goes sometimes yeah. you just don't yeah. achieve that i mean it's a nearly impossible situation right, right, yeah. so sometimes it just has to be a breakout and a breakthrough yeah, yeah. and and that's what'll happen <laughs> yeah, yeah totally um but I, I, we're gonna have a conversation uh, again we understand the, the economic uh uh 
strain. We understand the medical field, all the different opposing views. And so we're not really going to chime into that much. We, we really want to lean into our domain, which is the spirit yeah. kingdom. What's God doing? What's he saying? How is he revealing his kingdom through this? And um, in, in light of Mother's Day, I was I was reminded of the mom of all moms. Like if Jesus is the king of kings, Mary, I think, is like mom of moms. Yeah. I don't know if that's biblical, but... Um, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> the mom of moms. And uh, I, was, I was reminded of the method, again, which God the Father chose to reveal a son. And it was through uh, a teenage virgin. And we see in Luke chapter one that an angel comes to Mary and, you know, you're going to conceive a child by my spirit. And uh, she can't quite get her head around it. And uh, I was just reminded it, it, verse 37, so Luke 1, 37, it said, the angel says, for no word from God will ever fail. And then verse 38, Mary says, I'm the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. And you just think, she's been given the Messiah. Like she knows that she has been impregnated by the purpose of God. Like she, mm-hmm. she's carrying mm-hmm. the purpose of God. She's carrying... Uh, Jesus, the Messiah, and still in the way that God rolls this whole thing out, she's got to wait 40 weeks, like a full pregnancy to develop this baby who would be the Messiah. And and it just got me thinking, like, number one, mothers have to be the most patient people on planet Earth. Uh, What they put up with and their their patience is phenomenal. But aside from that, I think there's a principle in this waiting period that we're in uh, and maybe God's birthing something that, that it, it's, he, it would actually rob us uh, of the full gravity and capacity of what God wants to do in this time and this season if we, he just gave it to us. Right. Um, I, I've heard a quote that, you know, we serve an agricultural God in a microwave society. And if you look throughout parables, scripture and Jesus's life and ministry, he was constantly using the analogy of agriculture, relating the kingdom to seeds and trees and sowing and reaping. And what uh, that tells us is that there's something of process involved in God that oftentimes he doesn't give us things at the rate that we expect him to give us things. And I think that's a sign of a loving father. I think uh, what I've learned from raising children that sometimes the best best thing I can do for them is withhold something from them Mm -hmm. and cause them to wait it out a little bit to, to discover uh, what's worth waiting for. And what, what I feel right now is that God is developing something in the body of Christ um, beyond just the gathering and the institution of church. He's birthing something out of individuals' lives that make up the church. And so you right there in your living room and the dreams, the vision, the the promises of God. And may it be, as Mary said, you know, I'm, I'm the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled. And uh, that's what I'm believing for and, and uh, trusting that as we keep feeling like we're delayed a little bit, it's just pregnancy. You know, yeah. the, the baby will come. Yeah. Uh, it will come. There's just a little bit of growth uh, that has to be done still. Yeah. And you can see the bump. Yeah, so, yeah. You so can you see know the, the baby's growing. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like when well, we got three pregnancies in the church right now uh, oh, Kennedy, more. Michaela, Lene, Vanessa, Vanessa, two Vanessas, right. two Vanessa. yeah. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. and daughter, uh, your sister Bree. Yeah. So, so there's pregnancies all around us with that anticipation, mm-hmm. but it's like when they make the announcement to us. You show us those little pictures of the sonogram, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're telling us, "Well, th- this is this is his face," and he's <laughs> yeah. got a finger. I'm looking and just want. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I I see that. It's <laughs> yeah, sort of right. like yeah. this. It's like it does not yet appear, mm -hmm. but we can tell, and the experts can tell that what's going on. Like we know that that God's got us all pregnant with something. That yeah. something's about to birth. That mm -hmm. has been labeled anywhere from an awakening to the Nick's great awakening to revival. There's just mm -hmm. there's words, there's language to that. We we know it's coming and. Mm -hmm. uh, so with that, there's, there's joy in, in yeah, anticipation. Totally. So why don't you tell, I thought this was a great revelation about like discerning the voice of God or what heaven's saying um, in, in the midst of this. You know, how do we yeah. tell uh, what we'll discover is what's thunder versus what God's saying? Do yeah. expand on that a little well, bit? Well, th just that the scripture when uh, Jesus was talking about his mission and uh, in John chapter 12, or sorry, John, yeah, John chapter 12, he had a, gave his little discord, his soul is troubled, what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. And he was talking about what he was about to enter into. And, uh, but then he said, but for this purpose I came, uh, Father, glorify your name. So that was his purpose, to bring glory to the name of his Father, to introduce to mankind the nature of God as Father, which was revolutionary. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, then a voice came from heaven saying, I've both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel spoken to him. And Jesus said, uh, this voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Well, I, I was just thinking of that because in something like this, and a few weeks ago I went on the line saying that if you look at Malachi's prophecy, things could fit to the idea that uh, God said the spirit of Elijah would turn hearts of the father to the children, children to the father. And to bring that out, that this is something that God's behind versus through others' perspective. They'd say, this is the total work of the devil. It's to, you know, short circuits, the, the economy, and all of the other perspectives. And, and we're, we were talking, you know, well, from our perspective, our spiritual perspective as believers, we should be saying, God, what are you doing? Mm. Uh, and... Yeah. It, it's interesting, same people side by side in the same setting. One could hear it was the voice of God. The others could say, no, it just thundered. Mm. And, and I guess it's the idea of carrying that burden, like that we would miss our visitation, that we'll miss God's purposes in the reset because of the other pressure. It's, it's really interesting, the back passage before this, Jesus made this statement. He goes, those who seek to save their life will lose it. Those who lose it for my sake, they'll find it. Mm. And, and I just think of there's the pressure for life right now that's driving people. Life, a pressure for economics, a pressure for purpose, the pressure for identity, all, all of that that drives us on a daily basis to actually be able to disengage and to trust in that and to really say, God, is there a reset for me? Like, what is your heavenly purposes? And, and having him be able to break through in someone's life and for them to see this time as full of spiritual purpose, full of, uh, you know, a time of connecting with him, a time of quieting, a time of letting mm. go in some ways, and to be able to, to, to find the benefit of that versus those who can't get off the track of their life, like the mm. push for their life, their yeah. their needs, their values. And we understand that. I mean, that's part of pastoring, is part of leading, is that you you understand people and you try to see them through their eyes 
and then you try to, because it is our role, <laughs> to interpret the mind of God, what mm-hmm. Jesus would be saying, and helping people try to see things this way, but realizing in the same place that we're walking with people who are having very different experiences at the same time. Mm. And it's not frustrating. It's nothing to stir anger. It's just, I guess you'd say, uh, from a, a perspective of a mother or a father, what you would want for your children. It's like we mm. just that you could, somebody could see that and, and ask this question, not what's the government doing, not what's the devil doing. Hmm. You know, what's God doing? Yeah. What's God doing right now in this? How would he use it? And whether it came from, uh, you know, that, that Hebrew word of a curse, meaning to set you into seclusion, or it came another way or meaning, hmm. I'm, I'm not arguing or fighting over that. I'm just asking people, especially mm-hmm. believers, try to understand what God's doing. Yeah. Totally. N- not not the government, not foundations, yeah. not you know what. Yeah, yeah. What what's God doing in, in this and through this? Absolutely. And I, I think uh, one of the really powerful um, stories from history that we can look at is, um, and I'm not comparing us to China in terms of the persecution and mm. uh, in that sense, you know, I, I think this is, is much different. But it's this this idea that God continues to build His church. That yeah. in 1949, when China became uh, oppressed uh, and they, uh, they killed all the senior leaders, no Christian gatherings whatsoever. Uh, great persecution came on the uh, church in China. And at that time, they estimated there's about 2 million people, and they, they followed a Western church model. And so there's the big Sunday gatherings, and you know that was, that was kind of what they did. And uh, they became persecuted, scattered. And uh, when the, they called the bamboo curtain lifted, I believe it was 1980, um, at that point, you know, there was this big curiosity, like, did the church disappear? There's no senior pastors anymore. There's no buildings anymore. There's no, like, the, all the criteria of what we assumed the church to be was taken away. And after that, they estimated the church, not decimated, actually grew to 60 to 80 million people. Mm. And so it had exponential growth. There was, there was great kingdom impact. Uh, when some of the metrics for what we considered success were taken off of the table, uh, there was actually this great um, move of God. And again, I'm not relating the, the persecution of, of China. I, I don't feel, my life doesn't feel threatened at the moment. Um, but all I'm saying is that God is going to use the most unique scenarios to actually grow his church, to build his church. He's jealous for people. He loves mm. people way more than we do. Uh, he's been doing this for way longer. Um, he sent his one and only son. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that the power of that supersedes global pandemic not being able to get together in a church it's like the power of god is is in his kingdom is forcefully advancing and um also just felt led in that moment I, I know we're talking about government and um it can come off critical sometimes but i just felt like maybe there's some people uh that feel called to government and i hope that amen aside from being discouraged in these moments that you're really encouraged to pursue a position of authority in our government we believe that god is uh infiltrating and influencing all seven mountains of society and government is a really critical piece of the end times puzzle and so i I hope and i pray that someone tuning in today has a conviction for government that you are going to continue to pursue your god-given purpose and destiny to be in a place of influence to make decisions on behalf of people and to be a voice for the kingdom in uh, places of power and influence and uh, so yeah 
Amen. I believe God's going to reset that mountain yeah, like totally. he is mm-hmm. the other mountains too. There's a, there's a reset mm-hmm. and a cleaning and a cleansing and uh, returning to pure motives and purposes. And yeah. we need people with integrity and who have mm-hmm. leadership grace to, to be in that place, no doubt. Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah. So uh, I guess in, in conclusion um, and staying in our lane, what's God saying? What What's he What's he doing? What's he building in our lives? And how do I be one of the ones that in in the midst of God's presence that registers that it's his voice? It's the voice of an angel of the Lord versus just the thunder. Mm. And first going to what's God saying? What's God doing versus what is is media and uh, the noise of life telling me? It's what's God saying? What's God doing? And um, that's going to be unique because uh, I love this saying. I believe Randall Worley brought it to our church. He said, you know, like unity is not conformity. Unity is only expressed in diversity. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that all of us may have different viewpoints and approaches to what we're walking through uh, is a sign that we're going to be able to express great unity, um, that your, your, your voice is valid. You're, you're valuable. The Holy Spirit speaks to you. Um, that you are on your own journey with God, and, and that's so valuable. And the way we express that might be different, but really we can only experience unity when there's diversity. Yeah. And that's what we're really after, is authentic y- unity where God commands a blessing, and not just conformity, not uniformity. Right, exactly. um, and so we, we celebrate you and the, the journey you're on uh, with this whole scenario. And um, our, our hope and our belief is that you are able to hear God that you're able to track with him, that you're able to experience the, the life that he supplies day in and day out, and that your outward circumstances would never um, override or pollute the beautiful thing he's doing in you, among you, and through you. And uh, do you have any thoughts? Well, I, I, I like that. And I, and I think even the way, because we were talking about like the spiritual track and knowing mm-hmm. that people even... Uh, you know, they manifest their spirituality differently. There are yeah, some totally. people who can get on an hour Zoom prayer meeting and pray for an hour. Yeah. Some people that would struggle, that those are intimidating forums to the idea of praying mm-hmm. publicly or some struggle, you know, doing daily devotions that we would encourage is reading your Bible every day. I know certain people struggle that way, but I, I can run down a list in my mind. And some of the people that I respect the most they manifest their spirituality in a genuine caring for people, mm. and uh, uh, they conduct themselves with a massive integrity mm. that that is spiritual. Yeah, and and actually, it's important to even make a distinction between morality and and integrity because yeah. uh, some people have you know they're living by the Ten Commandments, but in terms of integrity or genuineness, mm. there's always an agenda or it's always more important about their opinion being put over the top versus just yeah. an idea of, of encouraging, letting people express themselves and, and the mm. idea of trying to bring into that, uh, bring into the, the, the communal gathering called yeah. the church to bring in the differences uh, mm-hmm. that we, we can harmonize over because we need yeah. all the parts. Yeah, uh, we, we definitely do. We do. But in ed- in everybody's walk, everybody should be saying, "God, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. You know, God, whether you it's doing? just a simple co- yeah. conversational, whether it's more intentional, mm-hmm. whether you say it in King James English, whatever. <laughs> yeah. We should be saying, "God, what are you doing? What are you doing in my life? What is mm-hmm. it that you you want from from me and through me?" Because mm-hmm. I, I believe really 
that part of this reset, part of this season is about preparing us for future mm. events, including the organization of the church. I really believe that God's going to speak to us about some core values, about some mm -hmm. core restructuring and, and values that are different than just Quipper's heartbeats. I yeah, mean, yeah, some, totally. real, yeah. some, some real values. And mm -hmm. so I, I say right now, connection is super important. People need to hear from other people. They mm -hmm. need yeah. that. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as we leave you today, I, I want to bring it back to, to the mothers. Um, mm. Right after Happy Mary. Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right after Mary gets this word from the Lord, he also uh, lets her in on what's happening in her cousin's womb. That, that mm. her cousin, uh, Elizabeth, she is. Uh, is that her cousin? Yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth is, yeah. Or Jesus' cousin was John. John. So what's that make? Elizabeth. Or they could be second cousins in Mary. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Um, Somebody's six months pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Elizabeth was in old age. She was six months pregnant. Uh, and God was doing two things in separate locations um, and spoke to Mary to, to go visit Elizabeth. And what happens is that John was in the womb of Elizabeth and Jesus was in the womb of Mary. And, and the Bible says in, in Luke chapter 1 that, um, that the babies leapt that there was this leaping in their womb. There was this connection between what God was doing in each woman's womb uh, when they came together. And mm. my hope is that you feel that in your connection, that, that mm. there is leaping in the wombs, that like we don't know the full uh, expression of what God's doing in an individual's life, but I just believe that as you begin to reach out to people, as you connect, as you share dreams and passions and uh, vision for life, that there's real leaping that happens yeah. because God's doing something in, in so many people. And uh, ultimately, uh, that baby that was in Mary's womb uh, was born to be the savior of the world. And I don't want to assume everybody who's watching today uh, is a Christian or believes in yeah. God or has uh, entrusted their life and committed uh, and declared him Lord of your life. And so uh, what happened was Mary had a baby. Uh, he was the Messiah, King of the world, Savior of the world, and he lived a sinless, perfect life. And while he was on earth, he demonstrated the way to be human, how to live your life according to what God had instituted all along. And uh, he was sinless, blameless, but people still accused him even to the point of death. And so people rallied against him. His friends turned their back on him and they had led him to the cross where he was crucified. And the significance of his crucifixion is that he took our sin and he put it on himself. He, he embraced and took on all darkness, all sin and all shame. And he, he put that on himself and he crucified it on a cross so that you and I could walk free of shame, condemnation, and we could actually walk in a bold face-to-face -face relationship with God who is our father. And uh, better yet, he didn't just die on a cross. Three days later, he rose again to, again, give us the example and ascend to heaven as the one who sits at the right hand of the father and is praying for us on an ongoing basis and just reminding us that uh, that he didn't come just to make bad people good he made the dead to come alive mm. and uh, so he, he overcame death hell and the grave and i say all that to say that he didn't just do that for history's sake that we could read about in our bibles and you know have cute services on Sunday mornings. He did it so that you would walk in, in life, that you would find salvation, that you would have a hope uh, that's deep in your soul that goes beyond any circumstance or scenario you might find yourself. And so you, you might think, man, how do I enter into relationship with Jesus Christ and trust him to forgive my sins and reinstate me 
uh, in relationship with the Father. Well, all it is is a simple prayer and a belief in your heart. And so we're going to do that today. Dad, maybe you could pray that prayer uh, with people. But we're asking that, that you would uh, believe in your heart and confess through your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And if you do that, if that's a decision you want to make. The Bible says that you'll be born again. And you'll enter into new life, not just here on earth, but also life in eternity. And uh, so Pastor Pat's going to pray a prayer. And uh, wherever you are, in your living room, in your car, in your bed, wherever you're tuning in, if you uh, pray this prayer with sincerity, we believe that you're saved. And uh, we'll talk about next steps. But why don't you lead us in sure. prayer? And the, and the exciting thing about this is that these things get archived. And we're always surprised as we look at our website mm-hmm. or our channel during the week that yeah. people could come on to this so we just welcome whoever and whenever mm-hmm. this happens that you're making this connection right now mm-hmm. and uh, that's similar to how God is your, your connection is instant always timeless with him and so for, for all of us who consider ourselves Christians we just pray to prayer something like this and you can follow with me we just say Heavenly Father thank you for your plan your plan of salvation that you sent Jesus to die for my sins. And when he was on earth, he he said this. He said, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If any man opens his heart, he said, I will come into him and I'll have communion. So right now we pray this together. Lord Jesus, we invite you. We sense your desire to have communion, relationship with us. And we respond by saying yes. We invite you right now. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Have communion with me. Help me in my concerns, my insecurities right now, my fears. Help me, Jesus. Make yourself real. And you said that you'd send the Holy Spirit, our comforter, so I receive the Holy Spirit. All that heaven has, I just ask you to release to me right now, Lord, so that I can walk in knowing you and have the confidence that I'm your child. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer and made that decision, uh, the best thing you could do from here is enter into community and and relationship with people. You might think that's a little bit difficult at the moment, but I want to tell you that that nothing's really changed in your opportunity to belong to a a community of people that are going to celebrate you, walk with you, and really add the strength that is required to walk this journey of faith. And uh, so if you just prayed that prayer via Facebook, send us a direct message. Just say, hey, I prayed that prayer. And someone from our team will, will contact you and pray with you and get you connected to something that's going on throughout the week. And if you're watching on YouTube and you prayed that prayer, send us a, uh, a message, a form, equipercc.com slash prayer. And again, someone from our team will reach out. And uh, beyond that, if you have any prayer needs, if you need healing in your body, Mm. uh, if you have a request and a need, would you reach out to us? We would love to pray for you. We believe that God is a God who heals. Uh, We've seen him do miraculous things over and over again, Mm. and I know he's not going to stop with you. And so send us a a prayer request, equippercc.com slash prayer, and we'd love to pray for you and uh, get a hold of you. And uh, again, thank you so much for, for going on this journey with us. And thanks for adapting this sort of different format. But uh, h- hope that there was something that you gathered from this that's going to really change your Monday. And I just want to add one thought. If God quickens somebody to you this week, call them. Yeah. Reach out. We believe that people need connection. They're longing mm-hmm. to hear a voice of mm-hmm. a friend, somebody they know. So please, if you think mm-hmm. of somebody, a face pops up, you... you Act on it. Call them. You'll you'll make a huge difference in the church if you'll help us with that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and if something from this is ministered to you and you feel like it needs to get in front of someone else, don't hesitate to share this video mm. uh, th for worship and, and a message. And I, I believe it's just essential for people right now, wherever their walk is, to be connected to community. So share. And uh, we love you. We'll, you'll love be it. hearing from us real soon. Hopefully some big announcements in the next few days. Oh, as yeah. The, the, you know, the government starts to roll out some more permissions. And, and uh, so we look forward to, um, you'll see us in this format, but hopefully we'll see your face in the yeah. not too distant future. Uh, we would love to see you. And uh, Looking forward to a hug. Yeah, yeah, someday. Someday, <laughs> yeah. We someday soon. Embrace. Yeah, but um, love you so much. We'll talk to you soon.